Welcome back to Screencast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be your host today. Nick Scarpino is my name. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore Scarpino. There's also another Nick Scarpino on Twitter. Leave him alone. He is a decent human being. He's a civilian. He is not a part of this game. He does not want anything you have for him. I want it all, though. Uh, you know who else wants it all, ladies and gentlemen? My two co-hosts today. Joey Noel is the first one in the movie of Rose Herself. Joey, how you doing? Pretty good. Just... Wishing that I had coffee. At least we're talking about that right before the show started. We now were. I realize I messed up today. Um, it's okay coffee. because tomorrow is the exact same day as today. Um, we are in Groundhog Day, and that's how it goes. Uh, joining us as well is the big dog producer, Kevin Coelho. Who, uh, Kevin, you're a little low on your frame right now. Yeah, oh, no, you're not. Okay, uh, sorry, well, no, yeah, sorry. I'm, I was looking. I never know where to look on this because now Discord lets us watch the show live. And I know we could have done that before, but now it's like I'm seeing the preview. I'm seeing Joe. Joe, I have to ask this question. Are you wearing yeah. the top knot? It because we're about to talk about Saved by the Bell. Um, not intentionally, but I like that you think that I put that much thought into it. I do. I like this to think does that have every... major Jesse Spano vibes. It 100 has major Jesse, very very much Jesse Spano vibes. I like to believe that we all put a ton of effort and thought into this show in particular. But uh, listen, you know, if we'll you just... want me to start dressing according to the stories, absolutely. I can commit... You'd have okay. to get the stories done earlier. <laughs> every week it's gonna be every week it's gonna be the Snyder it's gonna be Tron and the Snyder Cut news. So pick one and let's go through it. So I need to get a uh, Tron costume and a Batman costume. I'll ooh, see. What I that's cool. Uh, so Nick, when we started, there was a, a three seconds of like this on the on the thing, and then I got rid of it. That's fine, right? Okay, I don't care. All right, cool. This shows for our, this. I mean, this shows just for people to get all of their hard hitting news and mostly just hear me talk about old eighties movies. Not the least of which is I have two bangers for you guys later to talk about on the Nick list. Before we get oh, to that, man. of course, we want to thank our Patreon producer this month, Mohammed Mohammed. He has hung in there with us for eight months straight, uh, probably longer than that actually. Uh, and we love you very, very much. Thank you for your support. If you guys want to support us as well uh, by buying some of our cool merchandise, you can go over to kindoffunny.com slash store and check out what we got over there. Um, of course. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Uh, we'll get to that ad read a little bit later and talk about all the softness on the good parts. Um, and we have a fun thing at the end of the show today. We have a special guest coming over from Rooster Teeth. Uh, Issa Badiola is stopping by to talk about Recorded by Arizal, uh, a new series that's going to be premiering soon on that platform. And right now there's four cool little prelude episodes up. Um, so she's going to stop by to talk to us about that. We're going to ask her about the process, sort of in her inspiration, and when can we expect the full episodes, uh, which there is no – I don't think there's any info out there about that yet. So uh, we're going to break it here, guys. Breaking news on screencast for the first time ever. People are going to write about us. I don't know if that's news. true. They're gonna and write why about would us. you say something you're not certain for is true? Team. Are we really breaking Kevin, that news? Good, good. good journalism. Good. good journalism is like a good piece it's of often tech. Made you up. sell people on it first, and then you try to figure out how to do it. Do you see what I'm saying? Did so you ever see that, that movie just, about just Elizabeth, be... uh, not Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth, uh, the, 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 the blood box, right? What was the, what was the Elizabeth, uh, the blood box part? The blood thing, blood doping, HBO documentary. You saw her once in that Marina market. Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes, my wife says, oh, that's right. um, that was her methodology. She was like, we're going to figure out how to, we're going to, we're going to sell people on the idea first and then figure out how to do it later. And it guess what? Worked it worked out people. great. Worked out great for her. Okay. Uh, no, it didn't though. It, it, that has worked out for other people, just, just to be clear. It, it works out for a lot of tech people sometimes, but for it's one of those tech like people playing the odds where for every one person it works out for, there's like 30 people that go to jail. It doesn't matter. Uh, we're gonna have we're already having fun on this. Uh, guess what? Look at look what happened here. You see this, Joe? Uh, that's this is what really happens unfair. You, this is why you should get married. 
So because you can ask the your that doesn't, that doesn't look like Starbucks though. Mm, mm, mm. No, because I mean, the Starbucks making... the only Starbucks within walking distance of me turned into a Starbucks reserve. And they don't do traditional like venti iced coffee things anymore. Now it's all bougie as shit, and I don't I'm not into that. Plus, this is from um, a local shop run by a family, and I love them very much, and they've been with me the entire pandemic, and they're super cool, except today. I got a bagel from them and I was like, can I get a plain bagel? And he reached in and he grabbed a poppy seed kind of onion bagel. And I was like, stop him, stop him, stop him. And then my brain was like, but it smells good, Kevin. So okay. now my room smells a lot like onions, but you guys so can't tell. just to be clear, you decided not to stop him. Oh, yeah. Because okay. part of me was like, maybe we'll go on this adventure together. Kevin, you need – nature. variety is the spice of life, as they uh -huh. say, Kevin. Yeah, sure. Which is why I've you have that. a dog and a cat. Yes. Quick question for Joy before we move on to the news stories. How are you sleeping these days with Moose? Um, I am sleeping really great. Sorry, actually, Good. I plugged my Glad. computer. Glad um, but he escaped from his crate the other night. Yeah. What? Did he snuggle he's, up to you? There's no way. How? He's so he's not small enough. I. He was like pawing at the door enough that he got the like latch open. Interesting. Wow. He's he's the size of a small shoe, like a they, child's kid. They clearly messed up the latch, because that, that is my uh, old crate, and I assure you, if you close it correctly, there's no getting out. Well, that's Tim. He doesn't understand how mechanics yeah, work. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we have a great, great, great thing. If you want to uh, subscribe to our Patreon, our Platinum tier today is going to be all the Pandamusk cyberpunk uh, prints that we're doing um, in the... Really, really cool. And I, I can say this with all honesty. Mine and Kevin's is dope. We're, ours is the best. No big deal. But uh, you get them all anyway, so you guys can decide for yourself. These are collectible items. And one day I have it on very good authority. Again, we'll just put this out there and we'll try to figure out how to make it worth. They're going to be worth a lot of money one day. A lot of money. These are yep. exclusive. They may or may not be shiny. Um, they may or may not be worth a lot of money later. But if you guys get them, if you uh, back us at the Platinum tier. Uh, all right. Let's go into some news. How do we feel about that, guys? Great. Uh, Great. <laughs> I, I nodded in, in readiness. Right. I'm trying to keep my mic off as much as possible. Really. I respect it. I respect it. Joey, Joey's like, I have better. I have stuff. Sorry, to do my now. stuff keeps come like keeps going in and out. So I understand. Uh, it's like a. It, it's. It, it, are you having a desk issue? Because I have a desk space issue. Me and Andy are always having a desk space issue, where you can yeah. never have too much space in the desk, Kev. Never. Uh, I. If you guys looked at my desk, I think the amount of stuff that I fit onto it. I have three monitors. Two of which are wider than normal monitors, uh, on on one of our desks. You remember the desks that we have at the studio? Oh, white desks, sure. Yeah, and it's they it's oof, it's jammed in here real tight, real there tight. It is. Jammed in real tight. Speaking of jammed in real tight, ladies and gentlemen, I watched this trailer right before the show, and I'm very, very happy of it. Top of the news story is going to be the second teaser. I didn't realize it was the first one, of course, mm -hmm. for Saved by the Bell. Now, Joey, you threw this on there, and I, I was did. like. I saw I kind of glossed over it for a second, not realizing the importance and the impact of this trailer. Uh, of course, uh, this is from an article it says the show, uh, which follows a new crop of students at Bayside High features uh, Elizabeth Berkeley as Jesse Spano, uh, mother of a football team, Captain Jamie, played by Belmont Camelli. Uh, and Mario Lopez is on board, uh, returning as AC Slater, now a gym teacher at the school. Uh, the series will air on NBC subscription service Peacock. No premiere date has yet been set, um, uh, largely due to the, uh, the production has been halted because of the pandemic related production reasons. Um, man, did you, what did you guys think of this teaser trailer? I uh, 
It does not look great. It looks great. <laughs> how dare you? How does it not look? You what? Joey, I it, have to be 100% on board on this. Here's the thing. It doesn't look great. Am I still going to watch it? Absolutely. 100%. It looks better than the original Saved by the Bell, but that's not saying much because no. the original Saved by yeah. the Bell was like a, you know, multi-cam sitcom. I guess that's not, true. Yeah. So this at least brings us into like the single cam territory. It looks like it's higher production value. But I'll tell you what. I wasn't on board until they started playing I'm So Excited. Oh and I was gosh, like, yes. that seems like a really weird use for that song because contextually in the original episode, it was like that episode was dark. It dealt with like addiction yeah. when, when she was addicted to the caffeine pills. And then a girl pulls out a bottle of caffeine pills. And I was like, wait a minute, are we going here? And then Elizabeth Berkeley, Jesse Sp just snatches it out of her hand and she goes, you can't use these because at first you're going to use them and you're going to get excited. Then you're going to keep using them. But you're going to be really excited, but then you're going to be too excited. <laughs> Come I like on, that Joey. she just plays into it, it, and it's just what I appreciate about the reboots that we're getting is that they're not—they know what they are. They're not taking themselves too seriously. They're not—they are, I think, like playing on the campy kind of like just. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, Save by the Bell knows they're not trying to be like you know, really cutting social commentary on anything or like, I, I doubt that it would be interesting if they did try to go that route. But what I love is they got Elizabeth Berkeley back. And I feel like, and, and I'm yeah. saying this in all seriousness, I really feel like we all owe Elizabeth Berkeley, like a big apology because that woman has taken a lot of shit from people over the years, largely due to showgirls. And I watched that That's documentary true. about showgirls though, right? And no, it's a well, really I mean, like if you're like a 13 year old, it's got a lot of nudity in it. Yeah. That's what you're, that's yeah. what you're referring there's, to. There's a, but, a good amount of sex too, right? Uh, yeah, but the sex and all of the, all of it is so outrageously yeah, over the like top. Like a 13 year old doesn't understand. Like, we don't no, know. when I was a kid, I didn't care if I yeah. saw naked flesh. I was like, right? uh, naked flesh. I just would turn the volume real hard down and just wait, just wait until my right? parents went to bed. But what I'm saying is uh, on a real note, a lot of people, she took a lot of shit for that movie. And I, I basically ended her career as a film actress because of how outrageous the performance was. And I had always thought up until watching that documentary that it was her, that's what she wanted to do with the role. But mm -hmm. it was only maybe about 10 years ago where Paul Verhoeven, the director who I really respect, of course, because he directed Robocop, which I love in Total Recall, um, came out and was like, you know, honestly, I pushed her. I wanted her to be that outrageous. I wanted her to be manic. I wanted that to be sort of, uh, uh, you know, anachronistic for not anachronistic, but sort of uh, indicative of her drug abuse and the the. But they never really explicitly said it. So basically, she was like, I don't want to play this role this way. And he kept pushing take after take after take for her to be more outrageous. And then when you see it on screen, she comes off like a, an insane human being. And nobody in the scenes are like, what? like none of it makes any sense. It's just, I think, in my opinion, a movie where. It just they went for something and man, it didn't work. And unfortunately, the person that should have taken the shit for it, which I think Paul Verhoeven did take some shit for because he got one of those Razzies. But I think she unfortunately took the brunt of it. So seeing her come back and reprising this character and having fun with it, I think is very, very exciting. Um, I'm not excited yeah, that Mario it's on Lopez. Peacock and Mario Lopez. I mean, Mario Lopez like never really went away, though. He he found his yeah. his home on like E <laughs> or Access, Access Hollywood. Whatever. Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, that's where he belongs. He's 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 a great host and he's just that guy. My my big question is, uh, well, first off, I don't I don't love that it's on Peacock because I don't love. Actually, no, I do love it now because I think you can get Peacock through PS4. So I'll be excited about that. Um, they obviously but, I mean, knocked out of the park with the second cycle. Peacock movie. through all like the apps. Why don't you get a Chromecast or a Fire Stick use, TV? Or well, because um, I use PS4 and it's totally fine. Um, okay, but. 
Yeah, I mean, the the PS4 app just launched, which I, I had to watch, unfortunately, the Psych 2 on uh, through my Comcast. It just wasn't a very fun experience because the, the, watching an app through Comcast is... No, yeah, it looks like shit. I mean, it's going to be... Comcast, it looks like yeah. shit. You have only... to watch 15 ads beforehand, and if you pause it or try to roll it back, it just like every single time, no matter what you hit, it restarts the episode. And I'm just like, oh my god, I hate this. Um, but I'm excited to watch this on on PS4. And man, if it can, if, if I don't have to pay for it, all the better. Joey, follow up question yeah. for Saved by the Bell. What do you uh-huh. think? What do you think the chances of Mark Paul Gosler or Tiffany, and I'm going to say it, Amber Thiessen show up? So I'm pretty sure that Zach Morris, like, is I think he's the governor or some or some city council governor might be giving him too much credit. I think he might be some city. I think he's the mayor, right? Is he the mayor? Something like that. Zach Morris, Saved by the Bell. Yeah, where's he at now? I'm hoping I would. I mean, I don't think this is realistic, but I'm hoping that he and um. Tiffany Amber Thiessen are married in oh, this. That'd be great. I feel like that's a big ask. It's a big ask. Is it a big ask? Because what are they I doing? Think so. The last I time I remember seeing Tiffany yeah. Amber Thiessen in something was in Suits, or not Suits, White Collar, which she was good in. I, I really like seeing her in that, and she's popped up here and there. Mark Paul Gosser, of course, Franklin of Ash, one of the best shows ever on television, and the biggest travesty to this day that it got pulled off. Um, oh my gosh. Him and Breck and Meyer just had that chemistry. We had that. They had that glue, like me and Kevin do when we're making fun of Tim, where it's that like special, like Jordan. It's Kevin. a good, yeah, yeah, crushing line. So I'm so hoping says, they both do. Yeah, uh, Entertainment Tonight says Gosler, who originally wasn't approached to appear in the reboot, will appear in at least three episodes uh, as the now governor of California. Naturally. Oh wow, good for him. I mean, this is an article from March, so they could have. Maybe change some things since then. What about, can you Google Tiffany Amber and She's got to be Amazing. in it. You can't have it. And also, yeah. what's her name? Um, well, Lark Screech Voorhees is for... not in it. Who's that? Uh, Mark, or Lark Voorhees is not in it. That was really? like Why a not? sub little thing. Um, Didn't want to do it. I just saw like a sub headline that was like, she was really uh, sad that she didn't get. Oh, that um, sucks. She didn't get asked to come back. she kind of crazy though? No, Dustin Diamond's kind of crazy, I think. No, Dustin Diamond's really... He did some, he did did some porn, like, home right? sex porno tapes, yeah, and I think he got into drugs a little bit there. I thought... I don't want to be spread... Allegedly. I don't want to be spread rumors on shit. I mean, he I for sure did correctly. porn. And, like, well, that's, that's, that's for sure. You can watch Screech porn whenever you want. Lark Voorhees got, like, really... Uh, well, crazy. if you Google Lark Voorhees, it, the, one of the, the second videos that comes up is... Dr. Oz and Lark Voorhees on the voices in her head. Oh, oh okay. I meant more like she got really like rambling and conservative, but. Oh, I see. I didn't well, mean to make fun of any like, actual. There, like, or, there's a lot of mental like, illness like videos. I don't know what the like validity is on them, but uh, mm-hmm. it does seem like there's mm-hmm. some mental illness issues here. Well, I mean, first I wonder, and foremost, she's gone on Dr. Oz. Did she Oz, do so right anything there, after? Did she do anything after? Stay by the bell. I don't think a lot of them did, but we can look at her. IMDb how high? Seems like she was in How High. Oh, great to film. Me. Great film. Not great. Uh, okay, so I, they I have... will. So Tiffany Thiessen is in it, and she will be in an episode or two. See, I don't like this. I don't understand why you can't get them both back. Now I understand that like Peacock, NBC is probably hurting for cash. But the I'm just saying, man, why can't it be about, like I, if I were making this show, I'd be it's like, they all have kids. They're all, all the kids going to Bayside High, and then it's about them. Who fuck? Who cares about the kids? Joey, 
this is my this is my youth. No, I I youth. understand, but they're trying to you know uh, find a new audience that's not yeah, th- this is something that grew up watching this. Yeah, this, but the first, is... the original show was great and terrible. It's true. Mm. What were you saying, Kevin? I was just gonna say this is probably not meant for us, and probably trying to invigorate the same audience that it uh, hit when it came out. Oh, of course, 90s. it's it's yeah. meant for it's meant for young young adults or young teenagers to watch. Just like we watched it all in the nineties, I was like, this show is absurd and really really bad. But there was an addictive quality to it, and that I well just we'll credit largely to Mark Paul Gossler's hair because he had great hair in it. Yeah, and AC AC Slater had those great abs. Again? What's that? In the show? Do you think he'll still be blonde in the show, or do you think he'll have like dark hair like he has I now? I think he's got to be blonde. I don't know. It depends on how much they pay him. But will it be dyed? Will it be a wig? Will I hope it's have a wig. To put it on wigging out. If it's a wig, it'll be on wigging out for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned for that. We will be reviewing it uh, as it comes out. Uh, next news story. Let's segue a little bit. Um, a lot, a few f- details on the new Zack Snyder cut have been coming out. Um, and last week, we got our first tease of a revamped Steppenwolf. Um, this story comes from cinemablend.com, but you guys can find it everywhere. Uh, you can see the difference. Actually, Kevin, I don't know if you can pull this up or not, but I have a link down there for a side-by-side comparison of the old Steppenwolf on Twitter versus the new Steppenwolf. Um, and it's a significantly different design. Um, the character is sleeker. It doesn't have armor. It looks a lot more alien. Uh, it doesn't look as quite as humanoid uh, as the original one. And I don't know if we can pull that up or not, but it's interesting. It's interesting uh, that he wanted to change the, the look of Steppenwolf as well. We're getting these just like trickle weekly updates to this. Well, it's weird because it's it's such a weird we world up. we live in because the um there we go we can see it right there so you can see the difference between him looking a little bit more like a human versus a, an admittedly low res uh, probably production still they, they they took off the screen um but yeah. him looking a lot sleeker and a lot more alien and in, in in nature um it'll be interesting I don't I don't know. It, it, it's just so weird to I me mean, because like, in tr- in traditional years, you would just have – if a major release like this, if people were just dropping this stuff, it would be so uncouth. But now it's like, oh, Snyder's just going to tweet this out or someone's – it's fine. Nobody cares anymore. It's cool just to kind of see this stuff kind of be, be put out haphazardly yeah. whenever they want. But yeah, there it is right there. So you can tell he looks a lot scarier and a lot a lot more like a demon. Monstery. Yeah, it's, monster. It's so interesting because it's just like, will this really make anything better? Because, like, regardless of Steppenwolf looking dumb the whole time, that wasn't the reason why I didn't like Steppenwolf, you know? Yeah, I don't I, – I, I would love to – and I'm sure we'll have multiple interviews when – not us, but there will be multiple interviews with Zack Snyder asking him why he decided to change what he decided to change or what his original version was versus what he ended up doing. But I have to imagine there's a part of him that's like, I've got enough money. I can make it better than it was before. So yeah, if this was you, you I don't I, I would love to know if this is the original Steppenwolf design he had and had in mind, or if he's like, fuck it, let's just tweak things here and there because we've got time and, and this is gonna be a huge moneymaker yeah. for HBO Max anyway. So let's just take our time with it and get a couple more artists on board and be like, here, here's what I thought it was gonna look like. Here's what it looks like now. How do we make it better? Because this is the first time really in a long time in movie history where you can literally go back and look at someone else's mistakes. And you could look at the mistakes that maybe your film was going to make, and you can correct them. But now I, I know I know that he's I just all he's imagine. doing is essentially taking out the 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 what Joss put in and putting in stuff that he's already shot. But you have to imagine that if it were me, I'd be like this: let's tweak some shit. Let's yeah, just tweak no, some ab- I mean, yeah. Nick, that's like the smartest thing. With. Yeah, we've got like what forty million dollars to, to play 30, around with this, which million. is ridiculous. Thirty, which mil? is just like if at the end of thirty million dollars, you're still like you know I. 
it's good, but it's not the movie. It's it's not perfect the way I saw it, you know, originally. It's like, all right, get out of here. Well, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna give him as much uh, backing as humanly possible, so that when he puts this out, this will be the the official stamp. He'll put his official stamp on this for sure, because uh, he's been very, very adamant about very much hating the Joss Whedon version. Um, even though I think at one point he said he never saw it, but he says he doesn't like. I think he just doesn't like it at all, and I, and I respect mm-hmm. that. But we'll see how it goes. But to your point, Kevin, yeah, my the design of Steppenwolf never really stuck out to me as being like. This I mean, is a make or break element, but yeah. this it, is just one thing that rushed. he's changing. I feel like the it skin just, textures always looked really uh, rubbery, and, and it just didn't look as premium as like it should have for how big of sure. a movie that was budget wise. Um, but like, yeah, like I I couldn't care. Like more importantly, I did not care even a little bit by the character. They was just like, oh, look at this undestructible character that, that suddenly becomes a joke as soon as Superman's introduced. Yeah, uh, yeah. Eh, yeah. The movie had a lot more problems than that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see if these I'm, kind of trickle out as they go. I'm definitely What's interested that? to see. Like, I, I hope that they use that 30 million in a good way and make it like look cooler. And like you well, said, I think like, for the most part, it's going to be either done. I think that at one point they said they were doing research, and then at another point they said they're not doing research. No but research for the sure, for sure, they're they're largely just taking the original footage he shot and, and finishing the effects on yeah. it and finishing. And I think the the score is coming back and a lot of other stuff's coming back. So it's going to be a decidedly different movie. That's for sure. Um, yeah. it, it does look be... like there, there's a lot of stuff that was shot that wasn't used. That is very, very different. We've seen little clips of Superman, uh, like meeting in the Alfred black suit. in the black suit. Oh, it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, that's crazy. It's going to be, it's, it'll be interesting, man. I, you know, I'm always a sucker for like the director's cut. Of, of movies yeah so yeah. uh i mean this one i'm not particularly i don't need it if, if this was something that never happened i don't think i'd ever think it's twice about it but you know when you go back and watch like the, the director's cut of aliens or any of the 15 blade runner cuts or the richard donner cut for superman it's always cool to see what they originally intended versus what ended up on the screen and then of course reading sort of i don't know if we'll ever really know the full story of of the snyder leaving and joss coming in because i know there's more I mean, details that people have rumored um, Isn't but, it pretty clear that like the the WB wasn't happy with Snyder's cut, and he had the loss been... of his daughter, and basically he needed time off, and then they just kind of were like, okay, uh, we're gonna extend that, <laughs> and they brought yeah, somebody else. Been, it's never been a hundred percent confirmed that I know of. I've never a few. I've tried to read and, and find some stuff when the original news broke, but for the most part, people are. I don't, I don't think any executive at DC or at Warner's coming out either way and saying it because at this point, who cares? Yeah. At this point, it doesn't really matter why he left it or, or why he was asked to leave. Vice versa, what doesn't matter, you know, it's, it, what matters is that he's coming out with a new, a new one, and we'll we'll get to watch it, and we'll mo- more likely than not get to hear Greg Wee's laugh and or Wee's cry. When it comes out, and that I, is, I hope it's everything he hopes it is. I hope that's. So I bad. really do too. Yeah. We, you know, I, we we started a lot of the the criticism of this by shitting on it because that's what we do. Um, but for Greg, for no other people well, that are that, that our good friend, well, for our good friend Greg, no, I just mean like the idea of it being done. And to begin with, I always sure. just kind of thought it was a bad idea. But Greg is looking forward to it, and for our dear friends Greg and all of our best friends out there that are looking forward to it. Hey, I hope it turns out well uh if nothing else superman in the black suit does look dope uh a more important story joe is this has been confirmed already but uh they finally have a director uh or willing to talk about the director who has been signed on for the new uh tron movie starring Ooh. jared leto it's going to be director of lion uh gareth davis now i never saw lion oh. uh, but it's uh that's the movie with i think 
that Shit. one I'm forgetting the actors nicole kidman and the not vitz patel um no is it nicole kidman yeah she plays his adopted mom oh doesn't she yeah that one in one academy right? awards was, yeah, it looked amazing picture, right i never saw it because it's one of those movies where i'm like this is going to be fucking intense and it's going to wrench my heart oh, away yeah, and right. i can't tell. my wife saw it and said she cried all the way through it um all the way but it's interesting because the last director of Tron, uh, Joseph Kaczynski, very much coming from more of a visual style. It'll be really cool to see someone come from more of a storytelling background and like more of an indie background and see what he brings to the table. Um, and also just, Joe, I don't know if you care about staring at Jared Leto in futuristic costumes, but I fucking do. I love it. Jared Leto scares do me sometimes. Me. I feel like he, he doesn't goes do it for too you? hard. No, he is. I agree that he's kind of scary. It's just one of those things like you hear about him when he does things and you're like, you're you're putting too much of an emphasis on like the role in a way that's making people uncomfortable. And you don't seem to respect that they're uncomfortable. You mean that he's method? Yeah. He's method? Yeah. yeah. But like you <clears throat> should yeah, be method when you're the Joker. I my teenage life. So I don't have that tie to my Jared Leto. Life? Is that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Is he in that? With Walter... mm-hmm. He's Claire Danes? Jordan Catalano. <sighs> He's Catalina the guy. Um, uh, I, but I, mean, I do really like 30 Seconds to Mars. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, like, yeah, like that. I mean, recently I I, uh, I was watching – we watched Interstellar uh, for In Review, which if you guys haven't gone and watched, uh, please watch that and, and, and watch along with us as we review it because it's one of my all-time favorite movies, and I know Kevin loves it as well. Um, but – I remember seeing McConaughey in that and thinking, oh, man, this was like the, 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 the three-year span that McConaughey had where he just did bangers. And one of them, of course, was Dallas Buyers Club. Yep. Okay. And that was the first time I remember seeing Jared Leto and being like, well, he was – because he was like in Fight Club and he's been in a lot of great well, movies. He was right but I remember seeing a dream him. too, right? Yeah. Um, and But here seeing him in that role, I was like, oh, my God, this guy is on a – both these guys are on a different – fucking level and then of course he came back as neander wallace in uh in the newest blade runner and so the idea of seeing him in another futuristic setting for me is very nostalgic because i really want another blade runner and i'm never going to get it it's not going to be in my lifetime that's for sure that's so upsetting well you know like, people I don't hope, like art like, kevin blade runner is so good it's and it made so excellent. little money you know it made I, I can make more money working at a starbucks in a day than that movie made uh unfortunately wasn't it also is it not part of this news that uh, this is coming out uh, on Disney? It, no, so that was misreported. It okay, was cool. it was reported right. originally from fandom that it was coming out on Disney Plus. That's been a correction. It's actually they don't they don't have yeah. they don't know where that's coming out. That, that would, would be, be fucking amazing. Right. If it came I was out gonna say Plus. like that would be extremely ambitious, and I feel like that would be the first major game changer. Where like I know that Mulan's coming on here, but like Mulan yeah. was made. To come out in movie theaters? Well, I didn't have a choice. Right. It didn't have a choice, right? So, they want to make money back on that. They got to put it on Disney+. Plus. So I'm very production with the intent of releasing it. Right, because like, that's the first time we're going to see a budget and be able to be like, okay, so what are they actually willing to bet on this movie, you know? Well, we'll see because that, yeah, I mean, like you, like you mentioned, that's going to be sort of a I'm, – I'm, I think a lot of execs at Disney are kind of – champing at the bit to see how well a digital release of a major yeah. picture like that does if it does do that well if it if they can make a decent amount of money on mulan it's possible that we start seeing some major theatrical releases come out very shortly because they're they're st- they're sitting on mulan and uh black widow right yeah. now right yeah they could yeah. legitimately if mulan does well it's not crazy to think that black widow might be right behind it even though that would you don't be think they do new mutants first um, I think New Mutants, they would probably give out for free at this point. I think they want to just get that fucking movie out somehow and make their money back. But um, again, remember, that was an acquisition from Fox. So I don't know if they 
I don't know how much they might not be able to, but they may not be able to because of that. Because of the theatrical, yeah, there were a bunch of little like a certain number of guaranteed theatrical releases. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. But I, I I mean, that might have been like in the next year. So I wonder what happens now with all the COVID stuff, where like they can't release because of that. You know, in the next yeah, I don't know. Weird clause, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone's sort of, it's, we call it the be cool clause, where it's like, this is a global pandemic. Come on, guys, be cool. Put Someone's out New Mutants. saying New Mutants cool. is coming out August 21st. I wonder if that's worldwide release, because there are theaters opens. Yeah. Well, what was, what was the other movie? trying out? to open again, right? Yeah. There's uh, a Bill and Ted's, I think, is coming out, but I think it's also going to be in theaters at some point, too, in like in European nations. Because there, yes. there are theaters open, there's just none open in the United States. And of course, we like to think of ourselves as the only country in the center of the world, but we are not. So we Did shall you see this see. news that came out five hours ago. I'm opening now. It's a CNN story. AMC is reopening its theaters next week with a 15 cent yeah. ticket. I did see that. Sorry, I've just, just seen this now. Oh, go for it. Thing. That's a bad there. idea. Well, it's just oh, like oh, a, a one-day anniversary thing. It's not like a permanent. Thing. Oh, okay. Okay. But still, n- not a great idea with the pandemic. <laughs> With right? a thousand people dying a day, yeah, we'll see what happens. Oh. Um, other Disney news, quickly segueing into this um, before we get to the Nick list and our uh, our review of uh, the Harley Quinn series over on HBO Max. Uh, one of the rumors last week was that Disney was halting uh, H 4K Blu-ray releases. Tim dropped this story in. Uh, reading up on it though, Disney has actually gone ahead and said there are no plans to discontinue releases in a particular format. We evaluate each release on a case-by-case basis and pursue the best strategy to bring out content into consumer homes across platforms that may that meet a variety of demands. So a very, very, very generic, non-committal statement um, saying they have not halted 4K Blu-ray release production, but also they might halt 4K Blu-ray release production, but also it's very, very generic. So I believe, we'll I believe the original story was that they're halting production of all the old Fox properties. So all the old stuff, and that Disney would probably continue well, it was the a, Disney, yeah, the new. It was a the rumor from stuff. the, yeah, it was a rumor for the digital bits saying, in essence, the source said beyond new release theatrical titles, animated fare from Disney and Pixar, like Pixar, Star Wars, and Marvel later projects, there was no plans at the studio going forward to release titles on physical 4K Blu-ray. Future releases would be 4K digital only. So yeah, you're correct. Like the, all the other properties they got, and some of the older movies, maybe they don't want to do that for. And that kind of makes That's sense super to a degree, but. They're Disney saying basically, hey, there's no hard set plan to halt production of that, but we're also not doing production of that. It's kind of a it's kind of a denial. That, denial. Honestly, like that sucks so bad. And I feel like well, the easiest place to look at is um, that would be relevant for us is like Dogma. Dogma really difficult to find because it's not streaming anywhere, and they no yeah. longer sell DVDs. They I don't think they ever did Blu-ray releases, so the DVDs are really rare. Because mm-hmm. they discontinued a long, long time ago, so it's really hard to watch Dogma. Fortunately, we all, like three out of the the five people that were on uh, in review had digital cop or not digital copies, but uh, physical copies. Right. Um, but it's just like had not that been had that not been the case, it would have been difficult to to get us all that. And if they stop producing old movies in new platforms, there is a chance that they will get lost. Well, you get know? lost or, you know, there's also the 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 socio sort of like there's also the concept that they are allowed to edit what you like, what right. you can and can't watch. Right. right? So Which you can buy a movie on, on Disney. Like Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. And and they'll do they can do that on across platforms. Right. Like it's possible you can buy a movie on Amazon and then it's just like 
if this were the case, maybe one day they lose the rights to that or something and you go, oh, you can't watch this right now. Uh, specifically for Disney, that that is a concern um, and it sucks and, and it's unfortunate. But there are there, there's a lot of movies that I love from the 80s that you just can't find anymore. And mm-hmm. if you do find them, you yeah. got to buy like $150 like DVD standard definition of them that may or may not work in your player. So you don't know. Um, that's that's kind of a that's kind of an insidious way of looking at it. The better way of looking at it is just, just everything's going digital now mm-hmm. and that's just how it goes. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of this is based off of just the pure demand for them which is probably not as high as it was 10 years ago probably specifically not as high as it was 20 years ago um because i think people if, if they've proven anything we are creatures of convenience over quality every single freaking time with the rare exception of maybe you know the, the the few of us sitting here right now or some of us that are a little bit more into you know i know tim loves blu-rays because of the quality for it but and i should too but man i've never bought one single solitary blu-ray oh life. man i, I have haven't so done many I, I, well i mean i don't have so many I really enjoy buying them, and, like, I think that there's substantial quality difference between streaming. And, like, streaming still comes at 4K, but, like, the bitrate is higher when you're watching it on your, like, Xbox. Um, and that's it's, it's a bummer, because, like, I do love the experience. And they usually come with a digital code, and I'll put that in the, our Voodoo account. And sure. I like that you I can, can watch... That movies you know wherever like like we go to visit paula's family we've got this giant movie collection there that isn't available on streaming a lot of times right and we don't have to pay for it um it's also nice to get special edition on like the features on the blu-rays and things like that like the the commentaries the behind the scenes stuff where those are always so cool to see and i know you can get a lot more often than not someone rips those and puts them on youtube and stuff but you want to be supporting the original creator and it's cool to see them in the original format um and it's just something that you know if they stop selling dv if they stop selling blu-rays and they don't have that bandwidth to make this these additional features as a selling point do they still make them i don't know Mm. you know like do that why why go plus has Disney, like, well, they have their own documentary series, so oh, what happened Joey's, last yeah, Joey's gonna gonna lose She'll be back. She'll be back. We gotta um, lose but uh, I, I mean, Disney Plus has been doing. Oh, it's all messed up. Sorry, it was a second okay. camera come back. Uh, Disney Plus has been doing some stuff with uh, the. Well, I'm sorry. What, what was I saying? Oh, with uh, special features in the like. You'll go to the video, and mm-hmm. underneath there'll be a little category with uh, other like deleted scenes or uh, little mini documentary stuff and cool. obviously they're releasing like for the Mandalorian the, the documentary series but like that isn't the same as having the commentary track um and like n- like that's great that Disney Plus does that but Netflix doesn't right yeah Netflix doesn't give yeah. a fuck so like that's that's a bummer you know and uh that's I like having the physical copies cuz I also like displaying stuff mm-hmm. uh, I don't have it up now but eventually there's going to be bookshelves right where i'm sitting here and i've got a selection of blu-rays or 4k blu-rays that i'm going to put up uh and i'd like to keep that growing well maybe you will be able to you will be you will be that's a star (laughs) wars reference joey uh, that's a star wars reference uh ladies and gentlemen we're gonna take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor today uh you've heard us talk about this brand a lot it is near and dear to our hearts and our fun bits me undies me undies wants to talk about your underwear like seriously they have a lot of feelings about it and want to chat to anyone who's willing to listen so here goes me undies just wants everyone to feel comfy as heck with the freedom to express themselves that's why they make the world's softest undies in classic colors and fun prints like dinos and surfboards whatever you put on every day they want you to be comfortable 
Uh, they want it to be comfortable. Uh, you. I don't know what that means. Uh, let's see. MeUndies is serious about softness. So, like, serious. They scour. I read that sentence co- totally wrong. I read it twice. And then I was like, we got to just bail out and go to the rest of the copy. Uh, seriously, they scour the world for a softest fabric known to man. It all starts with the sustainably sourced beechwood trees that magically turn from pulp to yarn to undies. Undies that feel like heaven on your skin for comfort from the outside, literally to in uh we are a huge me undies house here we've been we've been on this product since the second they uh they gave us our first pairs kevin wears them greg wears them tim at this point is probably head to toe in me undies and is waiting for i think g is also wearing the me undies and i think they're waiting for uh, me undies to come out with dog undies so that they can put moose in them as well i can't confirm uh, they that. have the they have little bands. Yeah. Do they have little thingies okay so yeah, yeah they're for so sure we're, doing we're that close. Uh, Tim just switched over to the socks as well, and I think he—I think at this point, if he he could legitimately go out of the house wearing only me undies and not get arrested, and that's pretty cool. Um, yep, that is true. He won't have shoes on, but he will have socks. Well, he doesn't need to wear shoes. So he can't probably he probably can't reach his feet anyway. Uh, keep your underwear drawer because he's not flexible enough. That's what I meant on that one. He's not, he's flexible not very enough flexible. To get down that's there true. Feet. Keep your undie drawer stocked with Me Undies membership, a subscription that sends new pairs right to your door. Plus, get site wide savings and exclusive sales. Me Undies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. This is a no brainer, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Here's how you take advantage. To get your 15% off your first order, free shipping, and that 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com slash morning. That's meundies.com slash morning. All right. Um, we uh, are... I have to get the door about, really quick. You got to get the door real quick. Yeah, okay. Key, we're yes, about seven can. minutes away from uh, having uh, Issa call in. So here's what we're going to do, everyone. Let's skip what we've watched for right now, Joe. And we'll just go straight into Nick's, the Nicholas. We'll talk about Harley Quinn for a few minutes um, as soon as Kevin gets back. And then uh, we can uh, call in Issa and uh, talk to her a little bit about Recorded by Arizal. Um, we'll start with you because uh, Kevin's answering his door, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> What did you think? The construction people downstairs. But yeah, whatever. Uh, what did you think of the Harley Quinn series on HBO Max? That was the Nicholas watch homework <laughs> this week. I liked it. I only watched three episodes, so I know that both you and Kevin got a little bit farther than I. Yeah, did. I watched about five episodes of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really, f- I think it's fun. I think, uh, the dynamic between it's Lake Bell and it's who's the other? Girl? It's Lake Bell and Kaylee Cuoco. There we go. Uh, Kevin, have, sorry, like, we're, fun... we're skipping what we watched this week. We'll talk about it next week. We're just going straight to the big topic, which is yeah, uh, head in my ears. Got it. Um, um, so sorry. Continue, Joe. Yeah, I think that they have, like, a fun, like, chemistry for the show and stuff like that. Animated is, like, not usually my vibe, but I do really like these characters, so I'm a little mm-hmm. bit more incentivized. I don't ever see, because I do think they did weekly releases for this show, correct? Oh, that I don't know. I just know that I think there's two seasons, and they I did. watched, I think there's about 12 episodes per season or eight, ten episodes yeah, per season. something like that. Yeah, something so like I, that. So I don't know that I'm invested enough in it that I would watch it week to week. But I could see, like, once all the episodes are out, going through and, like, binging them mm-hmm. based on what else is out there. I, w- I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Uh, me too. Um, I, I found myself initially deterred by, like, the hard harder nature of the show. Um, yeah. Namely, they swear a lot in this. And it was not something that I was prepared for. Um, and the show is, I guess, a spiritual sort of successor to... Uh, the Harlequin movie because it has a lot of the same vibes and a lot of the same themes. And while I feel like a lot of, um, I feel like they were a little bit more measured in how they they used 
not necessarily the violence because it was pretty violent, but I think they kept the tone lighthearted. And in the first couple episodes of this, I was initially put off by how many expletives they used. And that's just because I think the jokes themselves and the delivery of the jokes are smarter than that. They don't need them. And for yeah. me, it kind of boils down to whenever you see a comic on stage and he uses the word fucking as um, that always is terrible. And then by mm. episode three, I think they were a little bit more, um, I think they were a little more confident in the writing. And so they backed off those jokes. And I think it's way better because of it. Uh, but ultimately, I think the chemistry between Lake Bell and Kaylee, I think I'm saying her last name correctly, Cuoco. Cuoco? I, I think that's right. Cuoco. Yeah. Um, hilarious. JB Smooth is the plant. Hilarious. The cast oh, is so phenomenal. Like, know, they just that's have, what I need to look at. They have gr- the whole cast is great. Tony They're Hale really plays, uh, I think, the. I want to say the Riddler. Um, you, George Costanza is playing the old their old landlord. It's just do you it's know Jason who uh, the Scarecrow is? Uh, it's Rahul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I thought he did a really good job. Um, it's really fun. It's it's definitely a show that kind of parodies itself. It's a show that's self aware. Um, it's 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 definitely unique, and it's written from a very good perspective. I think that's not necessarily something you see from standard, you know, specifically Warner Brothers or DC animation. Um, so it's def- it's I definitely think it's worth a shot for everyone out there. Kev, what did you think? Uh, so me and Paula started watching it, uh, and we immediately were like, oh, this is way more than I expected. Like, it is way harsher and more aggressive, and the language is, is there's a lot of swearing in it. Um, also, the violence it really ramps up, but we also, like, realized that the story was good, yeah. and we were we got shockingly into it to the point where uh i think we watched the first episode saturday morning and by the evening we had finished the first season and had started the second season and um the the liberties they have with like the story they're telling it's just it's off the walls they do a lot of things where it's like oh there are real consequences to okay no they're committing to this um i think that they do an excellent job we actually Finish the second season, I think Monday or something. Yeah, so we're fully caught up, and like, wow. I, I hope that we get a third season. I understand if we don't, because like, it also ends in a place that's like, this is that's perfect. Um, I found it insane how much I cared about certain characters, like the fact that like I really, really felt something for Kite Man yeah. and the um, uh, what's this, the the landlord. Jason um, Alexander, yeah, the yeah. Jordan, I forgot like, the, the character's by, name. Yeah, yeah. By the 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 end of the series, I was like, I legitimately like care about these people. Uh, it, I'm blown away by that. Like, I did not expect to like this show anywhere near as much as I did. And I think like this has quickly become one of my favorite card like animated shows I've ever seen, just because it's wow. it does such a good job. Like, I mean, if you care about DC. And, like, if you are okay with seeing, like, something where it's, like, there's no way that, like, this is any, like, this is its own canon. And, like, I really, really like where they take the story. It's cool yeah. also how many different things, like, we see Superman and the Justice League eventually. Um, it's, yeah. It's... it's really, really interesting. And it just seems like these this team was given as much freedom as they wanted. And they, like... 100% committed and we're like you know what let's make the best show that we can that tells a story and the fact that like season one ends and you're like wait how is it how is the season ending here 
blows my mind because like they, it 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 does some radical things to the like the the lore of Batman in this world where it's like what what just happened like did the bad guys basically win uh and uh and then yes the second season starts and it just goes with that story and by the end of the second season there's also some moments where you're just like it's so bold of them to make these decisions and i'm really happy that they did because it's yeah it's definitely i think it's i think it's great that they got funding for this and i think that they it's it's obviously like they're not worried about this fitting into any sort of official canon anywhere because they're playing around with a lot of different things as well they should because why not this world has we've seen a lot of more traditional straightforward stories i think it's cool to have these characters kind of play around My, my only you know again my only criticism is that like i think the show's so clever and the dynamic between the characters so freaking funny that whenever they they start dipping into sort of um i mean honestly whenever the action kicks up i'm like oh i'm a little disappointed because i really like you know that that, there's an episode where they go to a bar mitzvah mitzvah, and it's the whole thing is hilarious and then of course at the end they have to have some action and i was like ah that's disappointing i don't need this it's like then the the twist i just want to see kite man fail miserably you know (laughs) at being a a human being it's fucking hilarious and and the bane character is the best the bane character is good such a it's such a just low-key troll on the bane from rises where he's it, like, oh, it, I stops, it's, it becomes like not low-key at all where like eventually so they give uh they give uh, bane they like send him off well, they, they give him a base and it's just a pit and he's <laughs> just like of course i was born in the pit and it's like yeah, oh okay so, so this is just you're a hundred percent that Bane. Yeah, you're and that there's Bane. also a lot of moments where he's talking, and everyone's like, "We don't know what you're saying," and it's just like his reaction is like, "I'm crying." I love it's it. It's very good. Yeah, they, well, they they get the humor. Time to rank. Where do we want to put the Harlequin series on HBO Max? Good, good. I, uh, I I'll say nomin- good, good. Yeah, I would nominate this for sure to be good, good, and I highly yeah. recommend you both watch the rest of the uh, series. If you're enjoying it, because it uh, it it doubles down really, really hard. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The official ranking for Harlequin is good, good. Uh, remember, our ranking here is a three-fingered scale. Good, 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 bad, and just bad, bad. Um, and to be honest, none of those are necessarily uh, uh, non-starters for watching these movies, because some of the bad, bad movies, well, I guess the bad, bad movies are the ones you don't want to watch, but some of them I, I still kind of sneak back into every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Next week, we have some suggestions from our Patreon audience. Remember, if you want to be a part of the show and make some suggestions for shows we should watch for and review on the Nicholist, uh, you can go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny back is at the five dollar above tier and submit your suggestions via that portal just like jared m did he said for the nick list i would uh recommend about time it is one of my favorite movies and is truly one of the most heartwarming films which also okay. deals with the satisfaction take on time travel it's perfect to watch right now in 2020 when you just need to escape i've never it's seen on it netflix it's uh, on, netflix. on netflix yeah or, it's, it's it was earlier on quarantine i can double check if it still is um, I watched double check about that, time cause... for the first time during quarantine. It's really good. Okay, maybe I because I kind of want to watch that. I have never seen it before, but let it... me get through these other two suggestions. Kevin, can you please check and see if that's on Netflix? Yeah. My... While I read these next two, I re- uh, Lee Palero says I randomly rewatched the it Adams is. Family the other day. It was it's still great and hilarious. Raul Julia and Angelica Houston are perfect as Gomez and Morticia. Uh, that could be a fun Nicholas, depending on what other movies uh, we want to watch. I mean, the Adams Family is fucking great, and I'll always say this okay. as, as controversial it's take: so good values is just. Values, yeah. Absolutely. Values is so good. Oh my great. god. 
Uh, they really found the characters there. He also said, I also we watched Lemon Drop on Amazon Prime, though it's more for uh, the minutes watched because it's an indie movie. I mean, I'm a lead in. It's the story of a girl who tries to follow in her mother's footsteps and become a successful actor, but then gets involved with the wrong crowd. I would recommend it for Nicholas, but it might be a bit too indie for it. Uh, we're not above indie movies here. We watched The Vast of Night and I slept through. I fell asleep twice during it. Um, and then Dan Fitzsimmons uh, comes in with the last suggestion and says, in all caps, please, for the love of all things holy, watch a silent voice already. I've been dying since the birth of the Nicholas. He wants us to watch that. That's one that's popped up a lot. I would say for next week, if we're not, we we did one this week. If you guys are amenable to do two, I would do a silent voice and uh, about time. But if you guys think that's too much, we can just do about time. How do you feel about that? Uh, no, I'm down to do both of those because I've seen about time and I'm very excited to watch it again because I enjoy it very much. Okay. And I've always wanted to see the the other one. Joey, what do you think? I care about anime, but I'll watch it. All right. You know what? Maybe just one day that cold heart of yours can get warmed by something amazing. Listen, I feel like I'm already pushing it by committing to watch one Miyazaki movie a week, but... Speaking of animation... I don't care about necessarily... Wait, but are you? You don't have to watch one of those movies. You're not on the... the... She has to. I require her to. By the virtue of that statement, I've only watched Totoro and uh, Kiki. Okay, so that statement totally alive. Very good movies. That statement Uh, totally alive. But I'm watching Poco Rosso tonight, even though it has the weirdest premise of any movie. It's very strange. I'm very excited I'm I'm watching it after this. Uh, Let me cut you guys off right there, of course, because we're about five minutes over for our special guest coming here. So let's officially say the Nicholas for next week is about time and a silent voice already. Thanks to Dan Fitzsimmons and Jerry. I don't Jerry promise I'm going to finish it. Which one? <laughs> a silent voice. Oh, well, we'll, well figure yeah, it out. I mean, I mean you again, to, if you don't like you the don't movie, you can finish, bail out of yeah. it five minutes and just say it didn't work for you. Yeah. Um, next up, we have a very special guest coming to the show. Uh, Issa Bad, uh, Badiola, excuse me, uh, is the creator and showrunner of Recorded by Arizal. We're going to call her in right now so she can talk about uh, the, the new series that's on Rooster Teeth. Uh, it's a there's a four part little kind of prelude introduction to the series right now. They're kind of vlogs and they're really really cool. Um, and so as soon as she answers, we're going to talk to her about that. Please welcome her to the show. Hey, how's it going, Isa? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're a bit late. We meant to call you about five minutes ago, but we were talking about uh, a couple movies and we lost track of time. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? We are. We're doing well. Um, we all got a chance to watch the prelude episodes for your new show, and we're very excited to talk to you about it. Do you want to give us? Do you want, you want to give our audience sort of the pitch of what the show is first so that I don't butcher it? <laughs> sure. Uh, so Recorded by R. Assault is a uh, vlogging animated series. Uh, this prelude covers uh, R. Assault herself uh, doing a summer assignment about uh, what she wants to do as a career, essentially be this explorer of the world. But what she comes across is whether or not she actually wants to do it. it it is like a huge commitment and so you kind of see her go through these throws of um uh these throws of uh words <laughs> real word meister over here uh these she sort of, of doubts herself and is a little yeah. bit insecure about yeah yeah and what what i thought was interesting about that obviously is i think that's a universal theme for anyone specifically young adults who are trying to figure out what to do with their life um specifically i think all of us have a touchstone for that um having moved for did to various parts of the world or the country for our our respective careers actually kevin didn't kevin was smart he just found a job five minutes away from where he grew up and uh, he's the best of us no it's i moved the office five minutes away from where i grew up 
Remember? Uh, biggest discussion. Fair, Fair enough. <laughs> um, so so right now, everyone can go on roosterteeth.com and watch uh, the four parts and a, and a vlog that you've done as well to introduce the show. The preludes, but, uh, they're about five-minute episodes. What was, the, what was the reasoning behind that, just doing that? Uh, there were at the time, uh, when we were pitching ideas or there's like that open call for, um, new show ideas, there were a few like sets of, uh, I think things they were looking for at the time in 2017. So it was kind of like short format stuff animated. Um, I, at that time I was lead animator for KM camp. So, uh, I knew some production, uh, ideas that could potentially quote unquote help like amp up quality while at the same time not sacrificing necessarily uh, um, anything else, I guess. So the sure, idea was more sure. of a short format, like what is an, the more inter most interesting way to go about it? Um, and also we uh, were very big on the idea of YouTube back then. So uh, what I liked from YouTube was actually vlogging. So that was how I got the idea. It was like, oh, an animated vlog. Um, and so it kind of was born from this uh, need, but, uh, I thought it was a really interesting challenge to just try and um, fit as much story as you can in just five minutes. I think, and I think you you all do that really, really well. Specifically, one of the things that I think is cool is just your use of the camera and uh, and uh, the vlog style of. Uh, there's one shot where she puts the camera down as her aunt enters the room, and you sort of see it like you know zooming it like the you know like you would. It's kind of trying to focus on the floor or trying to find a subject to focus, and I imagine that's largely or there's moments where it cuts to black as well i imagine that's sort of like to solve the the production conundrum of we don't have a ton of time and resources uh but it still tells the story in a very endearing way and endears you to the character as well because we've all been there where we've gone to cut footage and been like what was i thinking when i pointed the camera away from my face for 15 minutes and talked uh, but it also get... feels so real to like the vlogging style of like oh well uh i'm gonna put this down so she doesn't know that i'm doing this and right. like yeah it feels really organic and doesn't feel like you're trying to fill things. Oh, thank really you. Fun. So, how how did you come across the idea of uh, of of what the character wants to do to be to to be this sort of like record keeper and go out into the world? So, the prelude idea was uh, also born out of a need. We, my co-writer, co-developer Josh, and I, um, we already came up with like what the idea of a full season would be, which is she's a record keeper. She's out there, and a lot of building from that full season was building the idea of like, how did she get here? We still have to build the season around like her wants, her needs, like what she experiences. Um, and then one of our other ideas were like, uh, now that we, how do, how do we pitch, I guess, this full season? How can we try and convince people to watch it? Because it is a relatively like, not the most uh, standard format. Um, and it is, uh, we'd want to introduce people to like a new way of watching something and this mm -hmm. like new IP, it is new characters and new settings. So uh, what's the best way? And we thought, okay, let's let's maybe do a four part prelude. Um, former writer and creative at uh, Rooster Teeth, Joe Nicolosi, he actually gave us this idea of like, what if we actually do this short series of her in her bedroom, like vlogging about it. And then that's where we kind of got that. I got this thing and it was a great foundation for us to build out on like, okay, this is the character now. Like we can actually hit on like um, some hints as to what she wants to do or what would fuel her in her actual journey. Um, so yeah. And I think it does. I think it works very well to introduce you to the the world and the characters um, in a way that feels pretty organic and it's kind of cool to watch and unique to watch, um, hey. even though, 
Uh, I myself can't stand looking at myself on camera, but it's, it's oh. the thought of a thought of someone vlogging in an animated series is actually kind of hilariously meta when you think about it, <laughs> considering <laughs> considering all the effort that goes into drawing one cell. Um, on that note, I mean, the, the style of this is amazing. What was your inspiration for that? Was that was that is that sort of your style, or is that something that you went out and looked for? Uh... There was some looking. Um, well, I, I know the first thing I did was I wanted to know if there's any other vlogging animated shows out there. And there is actually, there's one, uh, a Brazilian one called um, Surreal na Animalu. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty successful one. Um, it's been going on for a long time, but not, not narrative or not serial necessarily. It's a bit more on the comedic side. So um, I was looking just to compare uh, like styles of that, but majority of what I consider recorded by RSL is a combination of my style and also really relying on everyone else <laughs> to <laughs> build out like the rest of the world. Um, I did have I did do the character uh, character designs and the turnarounds for this one, but like backgrounds, all of that, like my art, the art team that worked on this did like super well. That's well, very well done. Specifically, I mean, even even the opening shots of her in the room, just the background images, the pictures, the 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 uh, I forget what they're called, the kinds of plants where they just oh, yeah, eat the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah those they were so fun. cute. I loved those. Yeah, they're really really cool. Um, so where are you at right now in in the overall process? Is there are you going to continue this sort of vibe all the way out through as you start making the episodes, or where are you at right now? So uh, the payload's done. Uh, we're doing. Um, I, I guess backstage is like we're just talking about like uh, what else we can do for full season or quote unquote. We are still waiting. Um, we're still trying to uh, get the word out there and I guess or figure out and uh, facilitate how audience reacted. Um, what are some strategies in the future that we can do? But to me, I think it's like the oh my dog barked. <laughs> I think it's like super. I'm really happy and I'm really grateful that the uh, uh, that. Um, most people who watch it have been really super positive about it just because it's like super new. Uh, it's not your standard, like I said. Um, so riding that wave, uh, uh, I'm re-strategizing as to like how we could do what a full season looks like. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you say, when you think full season, do you think we're going to stick with the sort of the format that we've established already for this? Or are you wanting to do more of a traditional sort of narrative format for the animated series? Uh, the idea we've always had was kind of sticking to the format, so it's still blog vlogging, format. yeah. Um, but the prelude was very like kind of strictly vlogging. Uh, what we've always wanted for the series itself was actually a mix, so kind of like a surprise of like just randomly breaking rules. Um, it always starts and ends with a vlog, or it always starts with a vlog. Uh, but then one of the ideas we had is suddenly you there is an episode where you do see it's just a regular episode or it's not necessarily facilitated by a camera. Sure. Um, the way I compare it is like if it's a video game, uh, you're used to gameplay and then suddenly like Final Fantasy VII Remake drops you in a cinematic, right? So I that's how I would like to um, format the show. And it's just like you're used to something, but then when something significant happens, that's where the break is and that's when Got it. the audience know that you're paying attention. That's funny. You, you say Final Fantasy. I have no zero context for that whatsoever. I've never played a Final Fantasy <laughs> game, but it, it does remind me of like Seinfeld starting and ending episodes with stand up where it puts the show in context <laughs> with, yeah. that, with that device and then goes into the rest of it and then ends with like what we've learned. Um, so yeah. I think it's a really cool device. And obviously it's a really great way to get across information that you otherwise wouldn't be able to do exposition wise unless you yeah. have that. I mean, literally you have your character. Uh, able to just sit there and tell the audience what's going on and setting up some some um, the entire world within the span of two sentences, which is pretty cool. 
pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty easy. cool. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so where uh, where would you recommend people? So roosterteeth.com or do, would do people would you prefer people to go to the YouTube links for them or? That's a, is it on YouTube? I forget. Question. It is on YouTube. Good. Uh, all 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 the four logs for the prelude are um, out on YouTube and Rooster Teeth. They're all free now. So uh, either one, leave a comment. <laughs> leave a comment. Leave a positive comment. Leave a, leave a positive. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Say fine. Yeah. That, that's all I because sometimes people leave. Our, this is our audience. Sometimes they leave wacky comments, and uh, oh, yeah. we know you. We see you guys out there. Most of them are going to be because if you say just leave a comment, they'll leave a comment about how old I look, and that's not. We don't want that at all. <laughs> we're, we're so tired of that. We're so tired of that. About... Uh, <laughs> I've uh, I've monopolized a lot. Of, excuse me. I've taken up a lot of time with the questions. Uh, do you guys have any other questions for Isa? I just wanted to say, dude, shout outs for that art style. Like it was looks really so cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, it works really well. And also like the whole uh, the way that like the story is being told, like this these logs that are being recorded and like the fact that like that makes so much sense with how you can do it in the future and what her role is and what the name is, which I didn't realize until you said it like a sec uh, it, when you started talking I was like, yeah. oh, OK, yeah, of course, because, the, the, you know, in the was it the second one where he she talks to the the other kid. Yeah, the rec yeah, or, yeah, yeah, the, the, the Dante, adult yeah. doing it. Yeah, which yeah. like I was so like uncomfortable and i was like why doesn't he have a camera feed what's going on where's where's his camera feed and like the way like he takes the story and is like i don't know maybe yeah. you don't want to do this this is dangerous stuff it's like oh this is freaking me out i'm excited to see more of it yeah oh, yeah so i really love that episode too because i feel like to some degrees everybody's kind of had that conversation or that reckoning within themselves of like maybe this thing that I thought I wanted to do for a really long time isn't the thing I want to do. And then like, I just really also love the shot of like her crying with her bookcase. It's <laughs> like, like, oh, you start to realize like what kind of concessions you would have to make for this like dream role. And she's like, oh, but my books, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do without this? Like, I just, I thought it was really fun and like super relatable of like, oh yeah, like, this is a, these are touchstones that so many people have. And so it was really cool to see it in this like new format and style. Um, so yeah, I really liked it. Thank you. Oh my God, that means mm -hmm. so much. <laughs> also, like I'm excited to see more of the world because it just seems very, yeah. very complex. The way you guys just throw us in there and she's rattling stuff off and responding to people and being like, oh, I know the history of all this. It's like, okay, cool. I like, I want to see some more of this. Oh, Speaking of that, you. when can we expect to see more of this? I always have to ask that question. You can oh. very much answer however you like. Uh, to to be determined. TBD. TBD, ladies and gentlemen. Well, uh, Issa, thank you so much for joining us and popping on and giving us a little time to talk about the show. Uh, everyone out there, if you're listening or watching this, please go over to roosterteeth.com and check out Recorded by Arizal. Uh, it is very cool and very unique and very fun. And uh, you can leave a very fun comment that has nothing to do with my age uh, on either Rooster <laughs> you know, letting them know you want more. Uh, and if you want, you can just tweet at Lumadina and tell him to to make this show happen right now. Uh, yeah. Yes. Lou. Exactly. Or Jeff. As well. I'm sure yeah, Jeff exactly. Take that. But Lou is always fun. I haven't I haven't given him crap in a while. So please tweet at Lumadina and be like, we want more of this. Make it happen. All right, everyone. Well, that's been this week's episode of Screencast. Remember, Nicholas next week is going to be a silent voice and about time. And I'm not saying it's about time. I mean about time. The movie, which I think is a Rachel McAdams movie, but I'm not quite sure. Or Dom Hell. Dom. She, yeah, she's in him. Yeah, she's in it. Great. Okay, that's more we time so travels. Fantastic. Um, we'll be back next week, next Thursday, I believe, uh, with more Screencast news. Until then, we'll see you online.